Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Come and tell you from the Tyrec.com studios. Hey, Tyrec.com. We'll help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrec.com, the way tire buying should be. Mark Medina is going to join us 25 after the hour. We got game time. We got good stuff for you. Uh, we got the worst kept secret in uh, Major League Baseball. Yeah. Huh. Man, I um kind of enjoying the playoffs this year. Maybe it's because when I give you a pick, it ends up working out. And oh yeah, by the way, I did say that if if Bubble Jamal Murray made an appearance that the Denver Nuggets would be a completely different team in the playoffs. Both have happened. So we got 
we got a ton of stuff to get to. It's also a getaway day in Major League Baseball. Buyer will give us the updates. You just heard the Red Sox are up 7-1 on the Twins. Yankee, Yankees and, um, and Angels going to get underway in like an hour. We got some early base, those two early baseball games. I know Wednesday also getaway day. Yes, uh, yes, Jason Stewart, you want to get in. Hey, uh, I have a question for you and Dan. Um, do you guys feel a little bit more naked this morning or today than, than you have the past few years? Why, with no check mark? Yeah. No, Twitter erased verified check marks <laughs> for over 20 million people today. Yes. Do you feel a little less complete? Same as it ever was. Same um, as it ever was. I think it's a bunch of crap. I just do. So I have to buy a blue check mark? No, I'm serious. Yeah. It's a question. Yeah. I have to buy it. What what does it cost? Eight bucks eight. a month. So eight times twelve is ninety six dollars. Is there tax in that purchase? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm I'm sure if you uh ask Scott Shapiro you could write it off. Well, I mean the question becomes can I lock in at eight bucks a month <clears throat> for like the next ten years? Or, you know, and I don't know if Twitter's around in ten years. Or do I, you know, does it matter? The, the issue with it is this, okay? If we're all the same on the platform, then whose comments actually matter, right? <clears throat> and what it does is it empowers the masses who are complete and total buffoons and want to parachute in on any conversation. And again, again maybe that is the whole idea of Twitter initially and Elon and his crew are trying to get back to it. But I, I just, you have to have, you have to have people that their opinion matters more than others. Otherwise you'd, this has always been my trouble with like E Hollywood news. Like, well, uh, Joan two, three, four, five is offended by the dress that Jennifer Aniston is wearing. Becky two nine one six underscore thinks it's awesome. You go girl, right? Like, why are we? Why do we care about some random? We don't know who they are. We don't know anything about them. Their opinions don't matter. And yeah, my opinion matters more than some random. Sorry, my buyer. My speaking out of turn. I, I just I don't know if I look at it that way. Like I, I just look at Twitter for what it is, um, and if that's what's what? go- going on in that that community, um, you know, I, I think that that we in in this profession, um, not only in this, I guess, genre of sports world, benefited uh, greatly from it and the greatness of Twitter and what it provided content wise. How you could follow your favorite teams, get all of that information out, uh, talk to fans about your favorite teams. Um, it, it, I think during its peak, and I don't think it's at its peak now, but really, you know, evolved into something that was was really, really good and really, really great. But there was never that expectation of it for that to become that. Just kind of naturally became it, and then it just took a different turn. So that's how I view it. Like I don't, I, I mean. And, and I'll just I'll use NFL insiders for this specific example of, you know, they were able to really make their name on this platform and become as popular as they are because of the information that they provided. And I don't think that that's what Twitter ever intended to be. 
And so, like, I look at it from that aspect of, you know, man, how great was that? That you could just find out instantly that a player got traded because Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport uh, ended up reporting it. And you knew it maybe more than, you know, just at the same time as everybody else did. And I think that that's, you know, that's that was neat. That was unique. But that's not how it always was. So that's why I just kind of feel like it evolved into something that was was really, really great. And then now is maybe taking a turn where, you know, it's going to make my job a little bit more difficult. I don't know how, you know, much more active I'll be. But the fact of losing a blue check mark doesn't really bother me. Chase, too? I purchased my check mark um, last week. I have the opposite story. I have been battling with at verified for years as I've watched people with much lesser a profile than I've had. I joined early 2009. I've been on it forever. And I, I, I did everything verified told me to do to get a check mark, and they never, they never gave me one. Um, then after a while, I just gave up. So for people like me, this is a chance to become verified. The problem is I feel dirty because, to your point, Doug, um, you know, Corvette guy 2121 is also verified. So that I'm just I'm one of the masses when I was attempting to be in this kind of club of, of verified people that kind of validated our careers in this business, right? Having a boot check mark in sports talk radio just kind of validated our existence, uh, for a lack of a better phrase. And by the way, Dan, to your point, Sports Talk Radio has been great for Twitter. Twitter's been great for us, but I think how many times is Twitter mentioned on a daily basis by Sports Talk Radio? I, we've raised their platform almost as much as they've raised ours. Uh, really? You, you really think it's I, even? I do, I do. I think it's been a, what do you call Mutually it? Mutually beneficial? Yeah, I really do. For us. Who do you think benefits more, uh, Dan? I, I think we do. Yeah. Um, I think we benefit a lot from it. Um, I think it's a great platform to send out all your stuff. I think it's a great platform to gather, you know, follow people who you respect in the news gathering, news writing, story writing. I mean, remember, like when Lee, back when Lee Jenkins run for Sports Illustrated, those stories would spread like wildfire. By the way, he works for the Clippers too right now. What a waste of an amazing talent that he writes like for their website. I don't know. Anyway, um, so I would say I would be with Dan on this one. I think tw- we have benefited more from Twitter than Twitter's benefited from us. My favorite part of Twitter is when a big game's being played and you open it up and you, I use TweetDeck and. You know, you follow people that you respect. Again, usually people with blue check marks that, you know, you know, or they're in the industry. And it's like you're at a sports bar and the guys that really know what they're talking about are all sitting up at the bar. And there are other people that are in the periphery, but they don't get to be really part of the discussion. They can comment on the discussion. I think that's that, that's pretty much lost. I, I don't think as many people hop off of it as someone leads you to believe but once you start making people pay for things, it completely changed the dynamic. And that that's, I mean, you go to online content. I mean, how many times have you, I used to, I'd write things for ESPN.com, went behind a paywall and yeah, you, the company makes a bunch more money, but you do, you're going to lose some people. Now the, the down, the opposite side to it is if you pay, like I said, if you pay $8 now, are you, and you could do it for five years, would you do it? Because 
It's like Netflix, right? Where Netflix just keeps creep, creeping up the price. And with everybody saying like, oh, they increased the price, I won't do it. Everybody ends up doing it. I think that the blue check mark, um, number one, uh, absolutely silly on in terms of how people have felt about it. Jason talking about having a battle with Verified for over a decade is amazing to me because I think people think that like there's this 8 a.m. meeting at Twitter where everybody goes over Verified accounts <laughs> and is like, all right, who are we going to grant this blue check mark to today? That's not it's not how it happens at all. Like I, I, I mean, I, I have no problem in saying how I got my blue check mark, and it was I didn't even ask for it. Uh, it happened a decade ago because of the, the the radio show that I was on was making such a big deal about it, and our boss in charge at the time was like, "All right, I'm sick of you guys talking about it on the air." Reached out to somebody, uh, you know, at the network. And that's how I got my blue check mark. It wasn't like Twitter said anything or did anything. It wasn't that I was more important or more valid than anybody else. Um, that's how I had it. And, uh, you know, I, I, didn't, I never wore it as a badge of honor. It was just who I was. And so this battle to be verified, there are people with a thousand people that were verified because they're, guess what? They're a meteorologist, you know, in. Uh, they're a meteorologist in Iowa City, Iowa. How about that? You know, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, Sam's backyard. Guess what? They're verified because they're a part of a news organization. So there's a lot like with that. And I just I think seeing people today talking how they aren't blue check marked anymore tells you on how much it actually meant to them. That no doubt. You know, to be like 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 there's a bit of insecurity to them because they don't feel that they're as validated as much as they were before, which I just find extremely absurd. Hmm. I don't find it as absurd. And again, my reasoning is you have to have some way of deciphering who actually means something and who doesn't mean something. But I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just being honest. With you, I know. Right? Otherwise, but, otherwise you're the peanut gallery, and it's the old, uh, it's it's the old um, Jerry Sloan, right? Once if you listen to the fans, you'll become one. But your name is Doug Gottlieb. Isn't that enough? Like you're um, Doug Gottlieb. Yeah, I appreciate that, but I don't think I'm. I'm also reasonable with, with the understanding, like, like I, you ever check out your your metrics, right? With your profile views when you when you send out a tweet. There's lots of people who never heard of me before. We, and, and look, that's okay. This is not a search for relevance. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I think I think when... when, when I, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, as of now, I'm not going to buy one unless my boss tells me to do it uh, or somebody who says business-wise, this is what you need to do. Nobody's really giving me any guidance. I like Twitter. I think there's a, some downside to it. I think I, I'll be totally honest with you. There have been moments in my life where I've been too engaged in it and missed part of the rest of my life, my real life. And I've tried to do a better job. Like last night, like Jason and uh, Jason had some troll who uh, was mad about his Mookie Betts comment who wanted to make it about race. He's like, did you see that? I was like, honestly, no. You know, I, it was a one of the first nights I can remember in a long time where I was watching sports and hanging out with my kids and I wasn't on on Twitter. And it wasn't anything personal. It wasn't like I was mad about a blue check mark being, I, I didn't even know. I just, I thought today was 420 day. I was just wondering how many people would make, 
you know, it does that lose the luster now that it's legal in some states. Like I didn't even realize it was blue checkmark today until somebody mentioned it. And I looked at my phone. I was like, oh, mine's gone. That's weird. Now everybody's the same. But my point is that I, 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 I'm fully aware that there is some downside to Twitter. There's some amazing. I'll give you an amazing thing. Two nights ago, my daughter, Grace, she was at an impasse. She didn't know how to do quadrants in Algebra 2 Trig. And she really struggles with this teacher that she's had. She's in a smaller school and same teacher she had as a freshman. She now has as a junior. And so I put out the problem she was struggling with. And it was amazing. You got like 10, 15 people you don't know giving you possible solutions and how you find it. And there is a lot of good to the app. Um, but there's, there's also some negatives to it. And I think that one of the negatives we're going to find is that every comment shouldn't be judged the same. Some people do. do you have the right to comment on anything, but it, but for it to be part of a discussion, I, I don't think it. I don't think it should matter. Do you think anybody that has paid for a blue check mark uh, has their word now is worth more? Because it it's shouldn't different, be, but it will be. It shouldn't be, but it will be. I don't think it will at all. I think we all okay. know why it is. They paid eight bucks. Yeah. You know, like I, I can. I don't agree with your position, Doug, but I understand your position. Right. You have many right. more followers than I do, and you know, so maybe I, I can't relate in a certain spot. But I also just I don't think that anybody who now has a blue check mark is now elevated to a status where I should believe it. I think the removal of the blue check mark is just even the playing field, um, in in the sense of I, I totally guess, agree there. That, that part, we totally agree. Yeah. Sorry, I'll let, let you finish. Totally, it's even the playing field in regards to, go ahead. Yeah, no, just of, of, of their comments. Like, I don't think anybody is gaining anything from having a blue check mark. If anything, it may be, to your point, as I said, like, you may feel different because you have a lot more followers. Your platform is a certain way. But no, I just don't. It's, it's not about the followers. It's, it's about that everybody's comments are now can be judged the same to where now you're like, but Wait, who is this? And, and I yeah. get that like, you can click on the profile and see some people are legitimate. And, and I would also contradict myself, a conversation Jason and I had off air, which is, um, you know, some media members, we, we don't deserve, we, like we're, we're doing things that, in, in a fashion which I don't think um, deserves the special treatment of the media, you know, in that we're, we're covering different similar stories differently based upon, you know, what gets the most, what garners the most attention. Maybe that's always happened, but um, so I, I understand that like, look, some, some people in the media, just because you're in the media doesn't mean you deserve the rights, but but there is a little bit more of a, like, I learned very early on, and I learned really at CBS. Like, CBS got mad at me because I would reply to people. And they're like, don't reply to people. They, they don't matter. I was like, well, I don't know. That's kind of not the platform. It's like an open discussion. Um, their, their take was it just doesn't matter. Like, you're just, you're welcoming somebody's comments into a conversation that, that, that don't belong don't give them the time of day and they'll just go away. It'll just be, you could even mute it if you, if you want. But, um, you know, I, I mean, I'll, I'll readily admit, readily admit that some people in the media have, have should, should lose the right to comment on certain things and you don't have to comment on everything that's, you know, but I do think that evening the playing field is exactly what's happened. And I don't think that's what should happen I do think some people's word should mean more. That's just, and maybe that's the arrogance 
that that I possess. It, it's totally fair to say, hey, that's an arrogant statement. You're right, it is. But I know a whole hell of a lot more about some of these things I comment on. Um, and so do you. And and like like it's like asking. Yeah, people commenting on radio and TV shows when we've all been on them and we know a whole heck of a lot more. Uh, I even saw, um, I saw a piece the other day on, who was it? Maybe it was, it was Phil Sims. Phil Sims who said, hey, he thinks Tom Brady should be in studio, not on games, right? And then you have everybody else kind of commenting on it. And I think Mike McCarthy wrote a, wrote a piece on it and he did an interview with him. And my take on it was like, that may sound good, but the the reality is that in our business, Tom Brady gets to pick what he wants to do. And oh yeah, by the way, a lot of it's about sales. And I'm going to totally disagree with him because, you know, he just becomes another guy. You do get to see his face more when he's in studio, but what you really want from Tom Brady is what is a quarterback thinking right here? What is he doing right here, right now in this moment? And let me see your ability to process above everybody else. But, but the bigger thing is that, that randoms commenting on a business they know nothing about when the reality is if you want Tom Brady to work for Fox, which he's going to after a year off, Tom Brady's going to decide if he wants to do games, do studios, period. <laughs> Stop. And Tom Brady's going to be the number one guy. It doesn't matter how good Greg Olson is okay? because he's Tom Brady. That's the way business works. And you can dislike it all you want, but you actually don't know anything about our business. And this allows people in on the business when you have people with verified check marks commenting and randoms get caught up and it just kind of gets lost in the wash. So that'd, that'd be my take. Normally, they'd be on message boards, right? Yeah. 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 You're yeah, a, perfect. Perfectly put. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Mark Medina joins us, Fox Sports Radio's NBA insider. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, no John Morant, no problem, but how sustainable is what the Grizzlies were able to do to the Lakers last night? Yeah, it's an interesting question because the Grizzlies have a great body of work with doing that. Twenty and five last season when Ja had his different injuries. They went six and three before game two because of all his shenanigans with the Instagram live video. So they have a body of work that suggests they have the depth and talent to do this. But I think in the context of the playoffs, not sustainable. Um, but I think for the Grizzlies, they have a lot of optimism. He's going to play in game three. They don't play until Saturday. And I think knowing how the Lakers are with you know their talent level, the, first, the fact that this is the first sellout crowd of a playoff game, you know, I, I guess since 2013 this is going to be pretty huge because when they won on the title run in 2020 it was you know during the pandemic without any fans but I think that the Lakers missed this huge opportunity because I don't think that this outcome is inevitable for them they have their own set of question marks beyond health of you know is Anthony Davis going to show up on a night-to-night basis how reliable are their role players um so I think there's just a lot of question marks from both teams across the board It's, it's fair um what do you make of D'Angelo Russell, who he, he seemed to take offense to being called a point guard after the game? <laughs> yeah, he, he likes to play semantics with a lot of things. And, you know, personal experience covering him over the years when he was, uh, you know, first with the Lakers his first few seasons. Um, and as far as his performance goes, it's disappointing because it seemed like he had turned a corner in recent years of being beyond a fantasy basketball player, like like he was able to contribute to be a part of a winning team and be consistent. And I think these last few games, there have been some troubling signs. He went uh, you know, terrible from the field in the closeout game against Minnesota. Uh, he had a bounce back game in game one, and then game two, he laid an egg again. And I think the definition of star players as role players on star players, it's usually an automatic. You know, in his case, he's going to have double digits, 15, 10, 20, 10, whatever. Role players, it's, hey, if you play a good game, it's a nice bonus. If not, not a big deal because we have star players. D'Angelo can't fall into the role player category. He was supposed to be, you know, maybe not a big three with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, but at least 
the key cog to make sure that that whole dynamic runs a lot uh, more smooth than when Russell Westbrook was aboard. So, yeah, that's that's he's, one of the many ba- troubles. He's basically factor. like he's basically like a crummy version of Kyrie in that you know, like, <laughs> right? Like, like listen, listen to this for people who haven't heard. Listen to this answer. Think that you think you can do it as a point guard, or the other guys can do it as a basketball player? You can't keep saying point guard. Well, basketball. Oh, other things that all you guys can do. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, sure. Gotta look at it to, to say what specifically, but sure. You don't remember what I'm saying, point guard, because you have the ball, so Austin has the ball, so. so basketball player like with this team. Basketball player with this team, not really a point guard role. You kind of just, just just hoop, you know. Like what what is. I, I don't understand the, the, the point of fighting that battle. Yeah, there's really no point. I mean, look, D'Angelo can pass, he can shoot, he can play different positions on off the ball, but the the specific question in play is you're usually running the offense when the offense is going through Anthony Davis, he's getting double teamed, how do you adjust? So, yeah, I mean, that was just his way of, you know, not taking accountability. Yeah, it was, it, it was, a, it was a weird one. Let's, let's get to the Warriors. What are the real feelings about Draymond, I've heard reports where other guys are not happy with their minutes. What's really going on with the Golden State Warriors? Yeah, I mean, I think that internally they're frustrated that the NBA gave Draymond Green a suspension here. And look, like, there's no great actors in this situation. DeMontis Sabonis twists his ankle. Draymond Green steps on him. You know, he taunts the crowd. You know, but I'm with you, Doug, that I thought that the NBA overreached given all the circumstances. But I think with the Warriors, they're always doing, having doing internal feelings. They, they lean on their confidence of, hey, we've been there before, and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson are on our team and strength in numbers. But the reality is this. Draymond's obviously important on both ends of the floor. Defensively can defend all five positions. Offensively, I think it's the key playmaker to be able to get open looks for Steph Curry. Jordan Poole's been, you know, more famine than feast lately. And, uh, you know, they've just been very up and down defensively overall with their young other young guys with Kaminga. So, you know, maybe they can turn it around because they're at home as opposed to on the road. But I think when you look at the big picture of things, they are in deep trouble. And that's besides the point that the Kings are the real deal. They have a really great roster, one of the best offenses in the league. And while there are questions about how good they can play defensively, I think, you know, they've held their own, relatively speaking, this first round. Um, um, the... The Suns and the minutes that their big four are playing, um, outside of trying to get this series wrapped early, anything they can do to use their bench more? Yeah, it's a really good point you brought up, Doug, because I was at Suns practice yesterday, and that was something that Monty Williams was talking about how he's trying to wrestle with. Um, you know, he's trying to find different rotations. It seems like Torrey Craig's gained a lot of minutes, but beyond that, he's just in experiment mode. And it's a good thing to have four healthy players that are really good. And Kevin Durant and, you know, the, the guys, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Aiden, especially the fact that uh, Kawhi, or Paul George has been out and there's not an expectation he'll play at all this series. But long term, that is something that, you know, Monty certainly has concerns with. At what point will the lack of depth eventually catch up to the Suns? I think in the current present time, it won't because they just have such top-heavy talent that can withstand even Kawhi Leonard playing at his best and withstand the Clippers' depth. But in fairness to the Clippers, they did steal game one, and they certainly have the ability 
to make this a competitive series. But I think eventually, like with everything in the NBA, Doug, talent and health ultimately prevail. But if there's one injury to any of their four main players, this thing could really fall like a house of cards. No, it, it, it really, really could. Uh, Paul George, definitely out the entire series? Well... Uh, I wouldn't say definitely just because the Clippers have never made a definitive statement or timeline about his return, but I would be very surprised if he were to come back. They've said he's pleased with his progress, but the reality is he's done stationary shooting and has advanced a little bit to non-contact work, but I think they're trying to play the, the long game here. But the problem is the long game might be the first round and nothing else. So, you know, the Clippers are just hopeful that Kawhi can just continue to play at such an elite level and that Russ can be more positive than negative and their wing depth can make the difference. It could, but it also very well could not. Hmm. Uh, Mark Benina, join us. Fox Sports Radio's NBA insider. Um, the Washington Wizards fired Tommy Shepard yesterday. I don't actually care who gets who replaces him. What does this do for Brad Beal? Yeah, uh, that's the interesting thing, because Tommy, Tommy Shepard was one of the real key stewards about being committed to Bradley Beal long-term. Look, it's going to require Bradley Beal to have a change in sentiment with wanting out of the organization, and so far he hasn't changed that. But as you know, Doug, the NBA can change uh, as far as how player movement goes, and it just feels like no matter what the Wizards do with you know getting someone like Porzingis or getting Kuzma, that they're just spinning their wheels. But in fairness, you know, at this current point in time, as long as Bradley Beal doesn't wait and his want to stay there and be the franchise guy and you know get paid handsomely for the extension that he's got, I don't sense that the Wizards are going to change that philosophy. But if he starts putting out signals that he's losing his patience and what are you going to do with the roster, that's where you know things are going to be pretty tough because when you're going through this you know ownership change where you're losing a pillar that was devout to a player, sometimes as much as the new owner wants to make a change, they don't want to make the tough changes. And this would obviously be uh, one of those categories. Yeah, I don't think there's any any doubt. Um, some talk today about James Harden's future in Philadelphia being in doubt. Would, would Houston bring him back? I want to rule that out, Doug. I mean, look, uh, they the alternative hasn't been better. I mean, they, they obviously try to stockpile on draft picks, young guys, and while that has been the main emphasis, player development and you know maximizing the lottery uh, odds, it doesn't feel like when you talk to anyone in the league that there's been a really great culture there as far as making guys accountable and making them winner, winning players. It's just been about guys getting their numbers. But I think in fairness to Philadelphia – Daryl Morey will certainly uh, try to make his case to keep him. I think that, you know, the fact that James Harden was willing to take a discount last summer uh, gave a signal in, in the faith in the Sixers organization, as well as specifically Daryl Morey, because of their history of building a better roster. And, you know, what? They're still in the playoffs, and I know the Brooklyn Nets just don't have the same kind of depth that the Sixers have, but they haven't been challenged yet. So I would suspect that, obviously, uh, how the Sixers fare in the playoffs would influence that. Uh, and I, if I had a guess, he stays put in Philadelphia. But if you're the Houston Rockets, you got to be prepared and ready for that possibility. Uh, Giannis, what's his status heading forward? 
Yeah, they haven't given timelines with him yet, uh, but, you know, I think that they've been really bullish and optimistic that they can withstand it. I mean, look, they obviously want Giannis back on the floor, but I think one of the things that they really take their pride on is their depth and continuity. I know talking to Drew Holiday earlier this season, he really felt like what made their trio so unique with Giannis and Chris Middleton and himself is that, you know, one, they get along really well, they complement their games, and three, they've shown inability to withstand each other's injuries. In that context of that conversation, that's when Chris Middleton was out. And Giannis, obviously, he's much more important, but I think it's been the same mindset that both Drew and Chris will elevate their game. They have a lot of good depth and experience to withstand it, so... Obviously, uh, they don't sense that this is a long-term thing. So as of now, they're, they're not really fretting much about it. Uh, Mark, awesome stuff as always, man. It just I can't tell you how great it is to call on somebody who's got such an incredible amount of insight and depth to that insight and what's going on in the league. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate the kind words. and always a pleasure talking with Hoops with you because we can go in depth. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos 
in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Ha! This is the last song Apollo Creed ever heard. Uh. It's not too soon. It was a movie. It was a movie, and it's like 30 years old, 40 years old. It's too soon, bro. Sorry, my bad. This show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save Progressive.com. We got some breaking news. Let's get to Dan Beyer. Dan? Breaking news from Fox Sports. When the Clippers host the Suns tonight, they will not only be without Paul George, but also Kawhi Leonard, who has been ruled out because of a right knee sprain. Chris Haynes, the Bleacher Report, breaking the news. Uh, Woe just chimed in saying that uh, Leonard did something to the knee in Game 1, played it through Game through. Clippers taking it as a day-to-day situation. But tonight, Kawhi Leonard will not play for the Clippers against the Suns. I don't believe in curses, except for the Clippers. They are clearly and obviously cursed. Right? Only explanation. You have, in any conversation, the best coach in the game. you got a great owner. you got a well-constructed roster. They seem to fig- figure things out. And, yeah, now you don't have your two stars for a gigantic game. That sucks. Let's get to game time. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Well, what do you got there, Dan Byer? Doug, the game today is... I feel a draft. <laughs> I feel a draft. So the bad signal is out that Iowa Sam is here. Doug, you are here. I am here. And so is Jason Stewart. Two-round draft, eight picks in all. And it just got me into thinking. We know about New York. We know about uh, Chicago and sports fans. But there's a lot of not non-enormous pro sports towns in the sports landscape. And that's why I keep it pro sports, not college. We could, you know, the list is long of great college towns. But I want to know, Doug, your favorite non-enormous sports town in professional sports in the States. So you have the first overall pick. Uh-huh. Jason will pick second, Sam third, and then I will go fourth. Okay, so can you can you give me some defining characteristics of these towns? So I would just say, you know, if if a team has or if a city has all four professional sports in it, they're eliminated. Yeah, yes. Okay. So like you know, even even Phoenix, they've got the four. Probably not part of this conversation. I'll okay. give you an example. You know, like if you have one team or just maybe two teams. I think that those are those are unique. And guess what? I'll even put Canada into this if you if you want oh, it as part hey. of the uh, yeah. Dare Hoser. So. Oh, Dare. Okay. Uh, would anybody like to to trade to, to move up to number one overall? Hmm. In- Sam. Jason. Are, are we you're trading? You'd like me to trade? Me to go first, and you get to go third. Uh, you and have the-, the third and the sixth pick. Yes. I would like both picks for my number one pick. All right, I will trade you those picks for the number one pick. All so right. I get three and six, and you get one. I get one, so I'll start here. 
I'm going to go with San Diego. How can you not love San Diego? I mean, it's it's good size, beautiful views. Size doesn't matter. Well, no, it's just like, you know. Okay. Hey, we're talking mid-sized city. <laughs> I, I don't, uh, yeah. I mean, it, okay, when I go, let me just say, when I go down to San Diego, it feels a lot different than L.A. Fair to say? Yes. Yes. I think it's a good pick. It's a great pick. San Diego, off the board. Okay. It's a very good pick. America's finest city. All right, Jason. Encinitas, what do you think? San Poway. Let's go to Poway <laughs> to Escondido. I want to hear from you. From Baja to the Canadian uh, we, we got We got to get your pick there, oh, dude. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with Nashville. Uh, everyone's moving there. Uh, Clay Travis is there. So uh, Nashville is my pick. Nice. I got number three and number six, correct? Yes. Number three is easy. Kansas City. Ooh, Kansas City. Incredible sports town. Incredible sports town. And they only got got two teams, right? Yes. Only got two of them. Kansas City. I thought Sam was trading up for the team, uh, the city I'm about to pick. Yep. Green Bay, Wisconsin. I mean, Dan, I haven't been to Green Bay. So. But you're a Packers fan. I am. So, but I've been to Wisconsin I, I, many times. I have that that uh, that new little area over by Lambeau is incredible. Um, yeah. yeah. And and I and I will say this. I, you know, there's it, sometimes it can be a it can be a, a a tough sell for some, but Salt Lake is beautiful. Give me the yep. Give me Salt Lake City. Good pick. Good Where's pick. it going? Good pick. Good, Good pick. Good pick. Good pick. Um, okay. Las Vegas, Nevada. They're Solid. about to be major. <laughs> now with the A's. Not going to have all four, though. No, no you're right. Four. You're absolutely right. Isn't their moniker the biggest small town in the world? No, that's Reno. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, let's see. Wow. I haven't put a whole lot of thought into this one. I'm going to go with uh, I'll go with Tampa Bay. Uh, driving distance to Disney. And the weather's great. <laughs> Driving distance to Disney. Okay. Uh, And with the eighth pick, eighth and final pick, Seattle, Washington. Great town. Beautiful. That's game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, Not mention Portland or Austin, which doesn't have Major League Sports, but, but definitely... Definitely should. Coming up next, we'll get you ready for Game 3, Warriors-Kings. Doug Gottlieb Show. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at first first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.